Religiosanity. Episode 107. Back with Pastor Andrew. So, Peter, what do you have? What do you want well, to ask? I have ask? something on my mind, and I think it's on the mind of a lot of people right now. We have a... Oh, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear that, and I don't want to answer. No, this is called religiosanity. Everyone is expecting to hear from us about this. I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. We have two uh, groups of people fighting uh, that have fought quite often. Uh, oh, all over the world. The, well, that's usually uh, <laughs> the situation, Peter. This, this particular uh, section of the world is, uh, is quite... Uh, quite uh, uh, powder cake. Powder cake, yes. It's going off now maybe more than it has in, in recent memory. And I think, I think any reasonable person who is objective would say that both of these sides needs... A different government on both sides. Let's just say both sides got new governments that were more congenial to the other side. Uh, what they would be faced with after that is a force that is much more powerful, much less forgiving, and that is their religious beliefs. Because even if everything is worked out, in terms of land, in terms of governments, there is something that's going to come into play here that is ab about their religions. And their str the stranglehold their religions, and I want to use that word, and I know it's a crazy word, the stranglehold their religions have on their decision-making processes. And I want, to, I want to start with a crazy question to you. Let's just say we found out that aliens ruled the world or something like that, right? Ruled the universe. And they came to you and they said, you, here's a button. You can get rid of organized religion, all organized religion, with one press of the button so that all of past history, it will be gone with one push. And forevermore, organized religion. Would you press that button? I'm glad you're thinking about it. I thought no, it was... I'm not answering <laughs> because that that is not uh, what we started to talk about. But yeah. this is what this is about. <clears throat> Organized religion has caused more harm to people than good. I think on uh, uh, on uh, the uh, planet. <clears throat> I, I, I want to know what I, you I think. Would, I, I would claim that disorganized religion is even worse. Interesting. And, and, and uh, uh, uninformed, which goes together with disorganized. And uh, religious ignorance, which goes hand in hand with disorganized religion. The problem we have, and you are pointing in at two people, uh, probably thinking of uh, Muslims and Jews. But Peter, Christians and especially American uh, fundamentalists or Christian right is implicated in this Absolutely. conflict even uh, even deeper because in this conflict. Oh, interesting. Oh, of course. Okay. They are implicated in this conflict because they are financing it. Interesting. Uh, and and they are pushing uh, even our relatively moderate government, current uh, government, into the situations where uh, it is scary. 
But most of it is uh, through ignorant religion rather than uh, enlightened or understanding, educated uh, religion on all sides. But I would say to that, it's so easy to slide into what you call ignorant religion. It seems like we haven't, we haven't figured this out yet. We, we have, you know, it's so easy for us humans <laughs> to slide into fundamentalism and to slide into ignorance and to slide into what you, what you would consider like disorganized religion. It's too, it happens too easily. So it, it, it would make the sense to just hit that button and to have it go away. And I'm not saying God goes away. I'm not saying people's personal belief. But I'm saying this idea of organized religion. I think it, you would be a psychopath if you don't press that button. That's my belief. Do you know what I mean? Because of what has happened. We can't get this right. Um, I, I, I think that you'll end up with what you are right now seeing in, in political discourse. Uh, with the emergence of the internet and social media. Mm. which completely disorganized the political discourse mm -hmm. to a large extent and allowed such abominations like Trump to come to power. Mm. Uh, populism, which is rising its ugly head all over the world. Uh, the, I, I, I think that... You, your approach is, and, and don't take it badly, you, you know, because I personally occasionally think like that, uh, <laughs> um, is simplistic. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think that it is a matter of organized uh, and like organized religion and spirituality mm. or that, that those are like two categories which are being thrown around uh, very often. But... Uh, Part of the religion is also that you worship together with other believers. As, and as soon as you start doing it, you are organizing. That's true. And uh, absolutely individualistic religion might be possible, say, for some people in some places, uh, mostly individuals again, but as I said, part of the religious experience is uh, worshiping with others, being uh, creating communities. And by dismissing this, uh, it is becoming, I, I partly joked about a disorganized religion, but then you are having disorganized yeah. religion. And, yeah. and that disorganized religion, those are all the different cults or sects or whichever you call it. And that, that's what we have enough in America, frankly. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have organized religion, then you have freedom for more, uh, for more of that individuality, like in Europe, for instance. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you have the, the almost like state-organized religions, which would be anathema here in America. But you have state-organized religions, uh, governments collecting taxes for churches, uh, and, and so on. And then 
besides that, then you have freedom of having uh, these uh, free thinkers and uh, uh, tree huggers, <laughs> you know, all of that. But uh, at the same time, uh, churches provide normal churches. Now, I mean, these state churches are providing an reasonable, holistic and full religious educations in schools, in public schools. So the literacy, as much as Europe is uh, considered to be secular or almost atheistic, definitely more than America, mm -hmm. the religious literacy over there is much higher, mm -hmm. frankly than what I witness every day in America. Mm -hmm. And that's scary. We are almost disorganized religion here. Mm -hmm. Because, you, you know, you have your religious idea and you can run with it. And, and, and you can take people to the South American the South American jungle and kill them there at mass, mm -hmm. for instance, uh, or uh, take them to Texas, establish their compounds and uh, have an argument with the federal government and uh, self-immolate yourself as a martyr like no. David Koresh. Yeah. And, and so on and so forth. I think that we have enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Frankly. Yeah. So I, I would not aim my finger at organized religion. It depends what kind of religion, what kind of organizing uh, there. Uh, and uh, the, so that will be my, my line. And, and uh, uh, it's... <sighs> It's, 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 it's painful to see it. And, and even within the church, <laughs> yeah. it's not th that widely appreciated that to be a Christian means to, to know some things. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I know that the faith is, uh, and spirituality is not a knowledge, but, or it's not a knowledge only. Yeah. But if you don't have any knowledge, you have only feelings, then you can be running on empty pretty soon. Yeah. And, uh, and then you have the others who are just brainwashing, you know, fundamentalists or evangelical so-called and whatever, who are using the, that, that kind of situation that there is not a public education of religion all the way up to the college. Mm -hmm. You know, colleges are trying their best by offering a reasonable, you know, comparative religion classes and, and uh, Bible one-on-one -on -one <laughs> mm -hmm. and these kind of things, uh, even secular colleges, uh, the, the, to, to give some grounding. Because uh, it's, it's scary what the kids in evangelical churches are being brainwashed with yeah. in 
uh, in Sunday schools. Yeah. And, and in, you know, who knows, Bible classes or something like that. And, and we have struggled with it in our own church. Mm. Because right now, our resource for a good curriculum for Sunday school just folded, went mm. out of business. And so we went and researched, and <laughs> wow. it, it was not an easy thing to wow. find and reasonable, and let me hear uh, dra- uh, beat my own drum or yeah. blow my own trumpet, uh, uh, because we want for our kids the best. Yeah. Uh, my granddaughters are not coming to our church or not coming regularly to our church and definitely not attending Sunday school here. But um, I, I would not, I would not have a Sunday school curriculum and teaching which I would not expose my own children yeah. or grandchildren to. Yeah. And... It, it was a scary proposal to, to wow. run through it. And well, this brings up the next question then. Is it, I, I guess Christians aren't objective enough in this, in this fight mm-hmm. uh, to step in and try to be mediators. But they're already doing it. <laughs> you know, I'm receiving from a Christian right because, you know, for whichever reason, when I moved to America uh, from post-communist country, I started to be overwhelmed with uh, right uh, emails mm. <laughs> from, from the craziest right uh, oh sources, uh, political and religious and uh you, you know i some of them when they became too offensive to me and so on i just uh uh opted out but i intentionally kept m- many kind of running because it allows me to see what those crazies are thinking you know and uh, uh Today morning, there was an email, Christians must stay with State of Israel. Wow. Uh, because that is the promised land and Bible teaches us so. Wow. Uh, and, and so on. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm getting these emails regularly, wow. you, you, you know, and, and, and well-funded and well-designed. Uh, so, uh, you know, while we are... We are respectful and understand that it does not uh, belong to us uh, to, to pass judgments uh, and are courteous and uh, careful also. Uh, the other side uh, goes gun-ho, you yeah. know, full throttle. Uh, and that is what I meant, that uh, American Christians are deeply involved in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And partisan, highly partisan. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe Wright can say, ah, those liberals are supporting Palestinians. I know what kind of Palestinians uh, uh, our denomination, for instance, are supporting. Mostly uh, pre- Presbyterian Christians. Mm-hmm. That is the group which is very often overlooked and 
never paid attention to mm-hmm. uh, their hospitals, their schools, and so on. And then initiatives for finding peace and finding peaceful resolution of this conflict. While the other side goes, oh, they have to win. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I, I haven't heard that from uh, mainline churches, those liberal uh, churches, mm-hmm. or whichever you want to call us or call them. Uh, th- th- there is a uh, deep sadness and, and concern right now going out throughout uh and, and figuring out how to act, not to make more harm. Yeah. Well, as I said, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, these propaganda uh, uh, warmongering yeah. really is hitting my mailbox. Yeah. And and. So, what does a a, a progressive Christian church Christian church do at this moment? We uh, we are in discernment, in prayer, in support of those whom we've been supporting before. Uh, if if it is at all possible to reach them, and preparing for the time when when this craziness will be over, trying to keep alliances uh, open and communication open. <sighs> Uh, but I'm not a church diplomat, you, yeah. you know. I uh, and 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 educating ourselves, keeping ourselves yeah. uh, sane, and uh, using uh, the organized religion to <laughs> yeah. uh, to to organize uh, on uh, on the side of truth yeah. and and justice. Yeah. And, uh, and and peace and um, you know that's that that's what we are uh, trying to do. Uh, many of uh, our parishioners are in mixed families mm-hmm. with, say, secular Jews and, and so on. But that's that that that's that's a fact. Mm-hmm. And. And the emotions are running high. Yeah. And there has been enough of alienation and atomization, breakdown of of communities and society to, to try to avoid it as much as we can. Yeah. <clears throat> While standing, uh, you know, and defending those who are defenseless, uh, you know, especially those civilians and children who are suffering the most. Yeah. So you, you know, uh, and and here is something to be said. You you, you know, and we've done that uh, in in this podcast uh, to debunking the untruths uh, or false myths. Yeah. say about the history and, and and so on and how how bible should be read and what bible actually says and, and, and so on and so forth and that was what i wanted to originally talk about uh, that's w- what our bible class is for yeah. instance about uh, you know uh, because all this uh, 
religious zealots and and uh, haters or uh, how would you call them uh, are basing most of their propaganda on the fundamentalistic literalistic reading of the bible right. uh, and you know uh, arguing that god gave them the land so it is theirs and no one else's. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, and and so on and so forth, which which is uh, anthropologically and historically not true to begin with. And then, you, you know, even if we ac accepted this pseudo-theological argument, let me put it that way, pseudo-theological argument, that argument is made from the period of like 2,500 years ago. <laughs> you, you know, what, what kind of argument is it? <laughs> right, right. Uh, you, right. You know, in, in that case, my homeland where I was born should belong to Celts. <laughs> and they're going to come and get it. You, you know, from Scotland and Ireland, you know, thankfully they are, the, they are divided because Scottish and Irish don't like each other. <laughs> so, that guy, you're lucky. <laughs> that, that, that could be another episode, actually, uh, <laughs> uh, actually talking, you know, how, uh, how this uh, construct yeah. of the promised land you know, right. and, and what does it, uh, what does it really is? What yeah. does it say? Uh, and doing it, this is historically, because the, the current politics is another thing, but that is the, the most dangerous thing which happened by that rising fundamentalism of 19th century. Yeah. That's where this coming from, 19th century. Right nationalism which hooked itself with fundamentalistic way of reading the bible or religion and these are the consequences right and you know it is being perpetuated which makes it really scary and uh uh, and, and, and the thing is, which Europeans, for instance, Europeans politicians don't understand. And I think that I am getting now after 20 years here in America, a little bit kind of uh, gentle understanding of it, how much and how badly American politics in this part of the world is influenced by this fundamentalistic nonsense. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, this, this is why one would say, get rid of it all then. Do you know what I mean? You're so in the minority as a religious person that it's not even showing up as a blip in terms of, you know what I mean? I'm this, not giving up. Okay. <laughs> I don't want you to. And I want this church to, to grow and spread out. But I'm saying, you could see how someone could just say, and that's too hard to try and get this fundamentalism washed off of this, off of people. It's just too hard. 
Oh, that, that's 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 my calling. That's why I consider myself to be a missionary to America. I love that. I'm a missionary to America. Yes. I love that. And I was. That was my first <laughs> invitation coming from the Presbyterian we, Church USA. We need it. Please in save a, us. In a, 18, uh, in a 1999, 2000, for a year, I was in Louisville with the denominational headquarters and with the Louisville Seminary, and I was a missionary to America. I love this. And uh, I did not have enough of it <laughs> back then, yeah. sort of. Or the other thing is that, uh, you know, it was hope here, hope there. And, and so, uh, you know, doing my thing and leaving and, and so on, that I, I, I thought, uh, you know, I, I want to be more in, in, involved uh, uh, on, on the ground. Yeah, with the uh, savages. Uh, you're, you're, <laughs> you're helping the savages. No, 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 no. I, by... I, I, I don't, I don't. You know, you, you immediately give it this, this horrible twist. It's, it's not. And, and you, you know. Uh, I like it though. I think it's kind of true. I, I think, I think it's good to think of it like that. I think it really is. No, that that has always been my, uh, <laughs> my, my understanding that I'm on a mission. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm on a mission. Uh, I, I've n maybe never really vocalized that that way, and I'm now you are kind of making me of doing That's it, right. uh, which I, I hope people will not take as offensive. I certainly don't. Because that that could be so easily misconstrued. Of course. Uh, and that is not intention. Yeah. It, it is coming from the bottom of my heart yeah. and, and my feeling for, for people who are lost in a religion which is enslaving them rather exactly. than liberating them. Just like any mission. Any mission feels that way. You know, sometimes they're, they're, they might be wrong according to our view, what they do. But everyone, right, is, is taken over by this, by their belief and they want others to, to be uh, free. free. Mm -hmm. That's what you you want. Yeah, and you know, so that 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 that's uh, how I perceive my and and my calling. And uh, this is one of the ways of describing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, not not the only one. Yeah. Say. Uh, because being a pastor to a people, to care for them, to visit them in hospitals, yeah. in nursing homes, and, and so on, that's, that's the other dimension of it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but partly staying within the bounds of the church which would tolerate me, <laughs> or denomination which, uh, where I feel freedom, and using this platform, say, you know, or being in that, that, that's wrong way of talking about mm, it, yeah. you know, but being within the bounds of the church, which allows me to be part of it and expanding the realm of religious freedom yes. is, uh, is another way of looking at it. Yes. Returning back to that, I would not press that button. I, I would work on on uh, figuring out. Uh, By not uh, pressing that button, you think there's more good that has 
happened because of that than bad? Yes. Yeah. Uh, unless the pressing of the button would completely rewire it <laughs> and change uh, genetics and rewire <laughs> our brains or everything. Right. You, you know, so that, for instance, people will be happy of having spiritual experiences right. on right. their own. Like we talked about it, right. you know, part of the religious experience, religious life is being with others. Uh, if, if you say that I press the button and this will suddenly be zeroed out, would cease to exist, that we would be just absolutely happy, individualistic, spiritual, mellow, yeah. not egoistic right. uh, beings, then I would maybe give it some consideration. But uh, if you say that just all forms of organized religion would be outlawed uh, and, and, and taken off the chart, they will still mushroom. They'll start appearing from, from, the, from underground. Uh, yeah. uh, that was the time when Roman Catholics tried to do that in my homeland. Right. When Protestants were outlawed, you know, the diversity, that provocation, that thorn for the Catholicism, that there was an alternatives, uh, alternate in early modern times, you know, or after Reformation, that there were alternatives to their view of the world and, and, and so on. Uh, they definitely tried to... Uh, simplified for for people and and to they outlaw them do you think that they disappeared of course they did not disappear they uh that they, they went underground right. and you know and then being forced not having their pastors leading them educating them and so on not having an access to a theological education in yeah. seminaries and so on they survived uh, 150 years or something like that of, of this kind of severe persecution and after that uh, ended with uh, the beginning of enlightenment uh, they uh, they surfaced and uh, some of some of them surfaced with really crazy ideas also because that that's what happened yeah uh, if you have disorganized uh, religion uh, they, they 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 created their own uh, spiritistic circles you know or merged with that because they they they, they were trying to keep in touch with their uh, deceased leaders through other means, you know, and, and so on. Or at least those are anthropological theories about what happened in, in some of those uh, uh, underground congregations. Not everywhere, yeah. but, but it tells you that, that that's a playing with the fire because that desire and need for the spiritual, for religious there is. The need for being with others in that is also there. Mm -hmm. And then there is this 
this there there is this possibility that it is being abused say not during when they are say persecuted uh, but uh, that some would simply use that uh, uh, need to be together to create tribalism say, mm-hmm. you know or uh, group thing yeah uh, brainwashing and and so on but you that do not get re- control over against these bad consequences through weakening it right it's better controlled by supporting it interesting by supporting education by supporting and that that's what i think is happening in america you know with this uh absolutistic understanding of separation of state and church and and so on and i know why (laughs) now it is impossible to repair it you know, maybe there was a time like 150 years yeah. ago or something like that. Uh, but now it's safer to keep those crazies out of schools. Yeah. Because if you open the, uh, schools, then the most eager, the most resources and everything would be on the side of the crazies. Yeah. To, to invade that open space and and all sorts of crazies of mm-hmm. course uh, uh, and you know you 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 have a very long history of of generating of of all sorts of different denominations sects cults uh, and and so on in america it's it's just uh, almost endless yeah and and that's why I call it that it is almost disorganized religion. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just seems like this is human. It's human. To let the group think control us. And, and battling against that seems like a big mountain to climb. And I'm glad you're climbing it. I want to climb it with you. I want this podcast to be part of that climb. Oh, it is. Right? You know, and that's why we call it religiosanity. That's right. You know, so to be continued, we can yes. talk about uh, archaeology and I history of Middle East one. or something like that. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I'm just finishing the Bible class where we took uh, some uh, documentaries. Yes. And are using it as a catalyst and trigger for our discussion. So that that'll be that would be fascinating. Stay tuned for that coming soon. Thank you. Bye bye.